0: Welcome to Right Spokane Perspective with your hosts, Mike Fagan and Tim Benn. we opinion, fact, informative, and your alert system. Now let's get ready to rumble. Good day once again, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for rejoining Mike and Tim. It's a Monday here at Right Spokane Perspective. I hope everybody had a safe and sane weekend, boy, I tell you. We definitely deserve it for sure. Now, Anita glanced at the bags of unopened food in the cafeteria. And then, at the only other volunteer available to help me, host a breakfast event for 80 people. Time was short. Sensing our needs, she smiled as she offered her assistance. As we mixed batter and flipped pancakes, I learned Anita was providing in-home care for her mother, who had dementia. She also said that she'd hired a caretaker that morning so that she could have some free time, but gladly given it up to help with the event. Anita's selflessness reflected Jesus's attitude as he served others in one memorable example he set aside his own concerns to wash the disciples feet during the Last Supper Jesus knew that he would soon face intense physical mental and emotional distress despite this burden he considered what his followers needed most and taught them an important lesson as Jesus prepared to wash their feet he shed his right to be served as easily as he took off his outer garment. He was the most important person present, the wise rabbi, divinity in human flesh. Yet Jesus gave up his rights as he knelt to rub dirt from calluses, to rinse the dust from aching arches. Then he said, now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. Christ was showing us that servanthood in big or small things is most meaningful when we leave ourselves behind to lift up others but god's power may we serve others and point them to jesus he's the one who did not come to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many you know the drill ladies and gentlemen father god please set us free from sinful patterns help us to turn to you when we are tempted to find relief in something else. In your son's Jesus' name we pray, amen. All Man. right, ladies and gentlemen. It is Monday, uh, the onset of a new week. We are talking about the first couple of days of December. And how many days till Christmas do we have to go? Like nineteen or twenty now, huh?
1: It, it's a bunch. <laughs> it, it's a bunch. It feels like a, a long ways off, but it's uh it's right around the corner. Nice thing is is that, you know, the Grinch canceled Christmas, so So we're just we're just celebrating the birth of Christ and we're not worried about all of the other stuff there you go this year but you know there are a lot of people out there that are ready for a more festive season even though there's a a lot of things in the news like the things we're going to talk about today that's why we just called it monday
0: yep you betcha man because
1: there's a lot of things out there and we just have to remember you know obviously uh we have a creator and we have faith in jesus christ and we just got to stay informed and know what's going on of course we've got initiatives that need to be turned in so we can try to control the government of course those 11 initiative with let's go washington i think we have a certified election maybe (laughs) depends on which state you're in wasn't that last last week or is it this week? Well, it depends on which state you're in. So, oh, I, mean, I
0: forgot. We aren't talking about election day. We're talking about election season. Election
1: season, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the, the campaign industry. And with those campaigns comes lots and lots of money. And then if people don't win, there's also attorneys. And I think that there'll be probably lawsuits from both sides in different places. The media will probably focus on just a couple of the major races, but... Definitely, uh, you know, recounts and things that extend that process. Yeah, we
0: got that Georgia runoff, I guess, supposed to be finished tomorrow. Maybe, yeah, I think it's tomorrow. Georgia runoff, the yeah. Georgia runoff, you know, between Whoa. Warnock and Herschel Walker. And, you know, I got my money on Herschel Walker at this particular point, man. I hope he does make it through.
1: Well, we'll see how long it takes to count the the. Ballots. <laughs>
0: no kidding, man. <laughs> Wouldn't that suck if if uh, George's new count time was another three weeks? <laughs> yeah, we'll find out at Christmas, maybe. Yeah, maybe uh, New Year's. Yeah, who knows?
1: Runoff and more legal challenges or something. Yeah, who, you knows? Bet. who knows?
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, just in time for tomorrow because tomorrow night at seven p.m. with doors opening at six, we're talking about the Coeur d'Alene Resort and Convention Center tomorrow night, December six. You've got a professional, a professor of this thing called Agenda 2030 – also known as Sustainable Development, that's going to be here educating you all tomorrow night. His name is Tom DeWeese. Now, Tom DeWeese passionately believes in the rights of the individual over a powerful, tyrannical, collective society. And he would like to educate you and yours. Again, tomorrow night, 7 p.m. start time, doors open at 6. It is $10 at the door if you are 18 and over. All right. All right, man. First article, ladies and gentlemen. And, uh, yeah, yours truly is doing a little bit of a happy dance here. (laughs) Because, once again, folks, another illustration. You go woke, you're going to go broke. Here's your headline. Strange World. Disney's $180 million movie featuring a gay teen romance flops at the box office and is the lowest rated House of Mouse flick in 31 years, man.
1: Yeah, that's a that's pretty bad.
0: You bet. Now the Walt Disney Company expecting big things from their latest animated movie, Strange World, the House of Mouse's first well, at least movie.
1: They named it properly, Strange World.
0: <laughs> yes, I guess they did. Looking back, <laughs> it was the first movie to feature an openly gay teen relationship. Disney enlisted high profile Hollywood celebrities for voice roles, including Jake Gyllenhaal, Gabriel Union, Lucy Liu. And Dennis Quaid, Disney released Strange World during the extended Thanksgiving weekend when Hollywood launches some of its most anticipated movies. However, early box office results show that Strange World is a flop. Well, there you go, Walt. I know that you're spinning around in your grave right now trying to figure out what's going on. And, you know, the latest coming from Disney is there was a CEO with the last name of Eisner. Okay, before all of this woke stuff started happening. Oh, right. Disney is bringing Eisner back.
1: Bringing him back, yeah.
0: Bringing him back. Bringing in the old boss. Getting rid of the guys that are just losing it. Well, on a daily basis for the Disney Corporation, you know, for sure.
1: I, when you look at management, corporations, and the way things happen, you can never really blame the workers, the people at the bottom of the totem pole. You got to blame the leadership because they're the ones that are steering the ship.
0: Absolutely. And
1: if it starts to sink, you got to figure out who was driving when it hit the iceberg. Yep. You bet. And I think Disney. Now, I did see a report last week about disney stocks picking up but you know that was after a huge decline uh, earlier in the year
0: you bet and you know i mean i wouldn't blame anybody for buying the dip man i mean if you you've got the means to invest in the stock market you know what you're doing i mean disney takes a 44 percent stock hit Yeah. Come on, man. I mean, the stock isn't going to go all the way down into the dirt. Well,
1: it's not going to go all the way to to nothing. I mean, there's a lot of assets there. There's a lot of, it's a large, large corporation. So they're having problems in a couple divisions and producing some woke garbage that people aren't interested in. And so, I mean, that's obviously the the board of directors there is looking at, you know, some change in leadership to instill confidence in investors.
0: Yes, absolutely. So it's kind of refreshing to have seen the headline that Eisner is coming back. But, hey, we'll just have to wait and see how it all unfolds. Next headline, ladies and gentlemen, this is a good one. Biden administration scrambles to track $20 billion in Ukraine aid as House Republicans warn of audits. Now, the Biden administration is scrambling to track nearly $20 billion in military aid that it has sent to Ukraine as Republicans warn of impending audits when they take control of the House in January.
1: Now, hold on. Wait, okay, so they're looking at trying to see what happened with $20 million? $20,
0: $20 billion worth 20, of 20 billion. military hardware. So okay. military hardware. Now bear and Baron money,
1: right? Cash. Yeah,
0: Baron, I mean I I don't know why they are not targeting the 100 billion dollars that the United States has, you know, forked over to the Ukrainians up to this particular point. But I mean there's been some whopper votes on providing Ukraine money. I mean, there was one time there was like $50 billion. Another time there was $40, 40 billion. Years, dollars. Yeah. yeah.
1: So now they're going to try to track down $20 billion worth of transactions? Yes, they are and definitely
0: going to be starting there in January when the Republicans take control of the House.
1: Yeah, so we'll see if they can even figure out if it ever made it there or maybe it got lost in Afghanistan. I mean, maybe it got lost in Nowersville before it got there.
0: <laughs> Who knows, man? Likely future House Speaker Kevin McCarthy said that his party will be conducting and will not be giving ukraine a blank check to fend off russia's invasion the potential audit would determine how much if any of the u.s aid is ending up in the wrong hands the biden administration's previous tracking efforts have inspected only 10 percent of the aid provided to the country up okay, to this so, point
1: so we're tracking 10 percent yes so 10 10 percent That's right. Maybe they need to put the IRS in charge of this audit. Now, the byline under the headline... They're only looking at 10% of what got spent.
0: That's right. A byline underneath the headline here says, Biden administration reportedly inspected just 10% of weapons going to the Ukraine's between February and November. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now, the Republican push to ramp up oversight enjoys some bipartisan support in Congress. Some staunch Ukraine allies fear the party will cut off aid to the country entirely. Firebrand Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia has vowed to hold our government accountable for Ukraine spending, and some of her colleagues across the aisle are echoing the message. That's kind of amazing, considering yeah. it's Marjorie Taylor Greene. The taxpayers deserve to know that investment, uh, where that investment is going, and where it's intended to go," said Representative Jason Crow, Democrat in Colorado. In any war, there can be missteps and misallocation of supplies. Now, the lawmakers agree that current monitoring efforts appear woefully inadequate with the Biden administration inspecting just 10 percent of the 22,000 weapons the U.S. has provided to the Ukrainians between February and November, according to The Washington Post.
1: So for all we know, there's actors somewhere in between the front lines for the Ukrainians and U.S. deliveries. They could be getting sold to enemies of the United States around the world. Exactly, man. And Ukraine's always been up. A- Front country never had any corruption problems, oh, what? so so it should be fine, right? <laughs> I mean, anything else is just Russian dif- disinformation. Uh-huh, okay, yeah, yeah, I think that's the headlines that we were told a while back. Yeah, I'm
0: kind of surprised that the the media hasn't come back at us, American people, and now characterized it as CCP
1: misinformation. CCP yeah. misinformation. Yeah, no but, kidding. But you know,
0: you Putin's in the news, so I guess they just got to continue going after well, Putin and the Russians.
1: I think it's just you know. the the old enemy of Russia with, you know, the, all the old movies and and things, you know, you go back to the Rambo days, right? (laughs) And it's just, it's gotta be that rivalry with Russia, but I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe Hunter Biden's out there making a few bucks while he still can.
0: I'm sure that he's probably out there still working it. I mean, since he's not in custody or anything like that, he's definitely got to be walking around, you know, the cock of the walk kind of uh, attitude, you know, where you can't touch me. <laughs>
1: yeah, my daddy's president. Yeah, yeah. my yeah. stars
0: are brighter than yours.
1: Something you like know? that. Yeah, so, yeah, who knows? I $20 billion is what they've looked at. They looked at only 10%.
0: I know isn't that
1: something or 20 percent? you think you'd be auditing you're supplying all of this value you think they'd be auditing and looking at more of what we you know is are we even helping is this stuff getting transferred over to other countries is it getting lost in the ocean what you know that's horrible overseas. yeah
0: I mean I mean the black market is just prevalent well I mean
1: everywhere at the, at, man at the same time I mean there was this story that came out not too long ago about the uh, Pentagon losing they couldn't figure out what happened to the resources but it was like a trillion dollars oh
0: yeah yeah big time man it's like and then you saw that headline one time you're going oh yeah hey this ought to be really good then you never hear anything about it ever again
1: yeah people are like oh we want government oversight um what does that mean (laughs) all right well we're going to take a break and figure out what it means we'll be right back To our Spokane area veterans
0: and their families, if you haven't checked out the Hilliard Veterans of Foreign Wars post-1474, located at Diamond and Regal Street in Spokane, you gotta be there or be square. The Hilliard VFW is there to assist you and yours with all your VA questions. Give them a call at 487-3784. Weekly bingo, cards, bowling, dart tournaments, and meal specials are just a few more things that the Hilliard VFW offers. Stop on by, give them a call, 487-3784. And welcome back from the break, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for rejoining Mike and Tim because it's a Monday here. Ad rights Spokane perspective. Are we going to call it a, a money laundering
1: Monday? I mean, a, a, a military equipment laundering Monday? It uh, could be, it's just a Monday. It Monday. It's just another Monday. They do this every Monday. I mean, this is, this is the start of a work week for government too, right?
0: Oh, you bet. And speaking of government, obviously, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about the Spokane City Council. There are two things that we can think of, well, actually three things that we can think of that are going to be happening. Number one, the council will definitely be holding their budget deliberation. So I'm sure that they will open the floor to the general public for any comments, suggestions, complaints with regard to the budget. Number two, they're more than likely going to be vetoing the mayor's, or excuse me, overturning the veto of the mayor's veto of the 1% property tax.
1: I thought that was last week.
0: And the last thing that they're going to end up. I thought they did that last week. No, I don't think so, man. I think that last week it was the vote, or maybe it's this week, the vote on the Uber Eats situation.
1: Oh, right, right. That's right. You bet.
0: So those are three things that I can think of that are probably going to happen with the council and whatnot. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, here is your next headline. God, Hunter Biden came up again, and here he is again. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. Come on, man. you can't get rid of this guy for some reason. We should. <laughs> we should. Here's your headline, folks. Copy of what's believed to be Hunter Biden's laptop data turned over by the repair shop to the FBI showed no tampering, according to an analysis.
1: Oh, you mean it's not Russian disinformation? <clears throat> no, it's, it's not it's, Russian
0: disinformation. So, it's it's all so, unmodified fact.
1: So it was his computer that he signed for that was paid for with his credit card. Oh, yeah, was, and as a matter oh, of fact, okay. I, I wish
0: I would have grabbed the uh, this news story, but Bob Linsky, Hunter Biden's close buddy and business partner, right. is now saying, you all better be investigating Hunter. This is right. this is real stinky, well, well, think, and you need to look at it.
1: I think he was a whistleblower kind of coming out and saying that a long time ago, and, and here we are, I mean, two years after the laptop thing, right? Yeah. Over two years. While they hid the information, they said it was fake news. I think if, if the FBI... Is this incompetent? Why do we have them? Yeah.
0: I'm telling you, man, we got some two, problems. Two we years to, to figure Department it out. The yeah. and,
1: and for the most part, I mean, it's kind of like the Congress. They're not looking at, you know, Hunter Biden's just the kid that's uh, peddling influence of the person that's actually got the power. And I think that they're looking at the, the president himself and saying, uh, are you guys really this corrupt? Yeah.
0: Anyway, here's a little taste of that story, man, because I'm really interested in who analyzed this thing. All right. Data from a laptop that the lawyer for a Delaware computer repair shop owner says was left by Hunter Biden in 2019 and which the shop owner later provided to the FBI under subpoena shows no evidence of tampering or fabrication according to an independent review commissioned by CBS News.
1: CBS News. Oh, yeah. Those crazy radical right wingers just going after the Bidens. Oh, CBS News. <laughs> Never mind. Well, independent- the, you know, eventually that. I mean, that's the thing with the media. The the, People trust them less and less and less. So then, you know, they when people are like, I don't know why they're covering for this dirt bag. I mean, they seem like a bunch of liars standing up there on the TV just spewing garbage. When are they going to start telling the truth? Uh, Wait two years. Yep, you bet. That's what you got to do. Because now they're saying, oh, it'd be nice to see all of the sound bites collected i'm sure there's somebody out there that's put it together on youtube or something and or rumble that put all the sound bites of all of these people saying russian disinformation they're going after the president's family with a fake computer <laughs> and now they're having to say well I guess it was right. Oh, you bet.
0: Anyway, the closing sentiment here in this particular article is such. An independent analysis by two cyber investigators from a Minneapolis-based computer forensic services found no evidence that user data had been modified, fabricated, or tampered with, nor did it find any new files originating after April of 2019 when the store records indicate Biden dropped it off for repair.
1: Sounds like a pretty
0: open and shut situation to me. They said
1: 2019. Let's see. We're looking at 2023. It's going to be like, oh, okay. So the government might actually do something on this one or have it swept under the rug fully four years later. Yep.
0: You bet. Well, wow. I mean, I, you know, it's delayed justice, but that's better than no justice at all, isn't it?
1: Well, I think that. Just Delayed justice, I mean, it's, it's kind of like some of the other criminal activity that goes on. You know, you want to catch their murderer and put him in prison now. You don't want to catch them 5 or 10 or 15 years later. You know? Right, you bet. I think that delayed justice is not really good justice. I think good justice is... Quit lying to us and do your job, government. And if there's internal corruption that's affecting how our government operates, especially when we're talking about issues of national security and things that might, I don't know, start foreign wars. Yeah, you bet.
0: All right, this next headline. Oh, my goodness. And then the one that comes after it. (laughs) I hope you guys are sitting down. This first headline kind of nails it. It is the truth. Majority of August 2022 COVID deaths received a vaccine. And where does this
1: truth come from?
0: Uh, This comes from NewsNation, okay? And this is the health aspect of a company or organization called NewsNation.com. 58% of Americans who died of COVID-19 in August were recipients of at least the first vaccine, according to a study. Okay. Well,
1: there's been a number of papers that have, have come out and indicated that the, they were talking about how, oh, it's going to save lives and you're less likely, you'll be less sick. or oh, Actually, no, it started out, you're not going to get sick. You won't transmit it all. So all those turned out to be lies. Now we're finding out. People are dying, even though they got this 100%, 95%, 90%, 87 whatever percent it was. I think protected. in the end, it
0: worked out to about 12, 12%, 12% uh, uh, efficacy. <laughs> well, I
1: mean, we've covered that over the years. We looked at the flu vaccine and we were just going off the health department's numbers, if you still trust government to go off their numbers at all. But we were looking at efficacy rates of the flu vaccines, what, 5, 10 years ago when we were or yeah. seven years ago we talked about it on this show of the rates of 18 19 and 25 percent with the local flu shots yeah. so
0: yeah and i remember i i commented uh, does that mean i've got to go out and get five shots before i find one that works
1: well you just well you got to travel to somewhere that's uh, given a different strain just don't get the flu while you're there right
0: all right this next headline folks <laughs> Boy, i tell you what these guys are getting even more nuts than Ah, oh boy, I tell you. Anyway, new study claims that fear-mongering and misinformation may be responsible for the adverse effects attributed to the COVID vaccines.
1: Really? I had no idea. <laughs> so, if you have friends on social media, there's a lot of different kinds of social media out there. If you have friends out there that are sending you disinformation... Or articles that might might induce fear in me. So disinformation causes myocarditis that's what happened yeah it wasn't, it wasn't COVID the covid vaccine. vaccine it no. was
0: the fear-mongering and misinformation that did all of that oh, adverse man. health effects killed people it, it all makes oh, sense. oh my then. word
1: I, you know there is power in words they say i
0: guess there man, are
1: power yeah so well, yeah. here's
0: here's the story A recent study suggests that it is not the mRNA COVID-19 vaccines that are most likely responsible for adverse effects such as blood clots, strokes, and heart attacks, but concerns widely expressed about the vaccine.
1: That's it. Russian disinformation causes blood clots.
0: Well, actually, this comes from an Indian journal, an East Indian journal. Oh, okay. In September, the Indian journal Biomedicine published a so-called study by self-professed mRNA alchemist and bioengineer Raymond Palmer entitled COVID-19 Vaccines and the Misrepresentation of Perceived Side Effects, Clarity on Safety of Vaccines. The study is presently being hosted on the National Library of Medicine site, which is operated by the U.S. federal government.
1: Okay. So, well, so it's <laughs> they're
0: engaging in misinformation and fear-mongering here, man. Well. They're sponsoring it. <laughs> well,
1: I, I think that most people, I mean, looking at the trust in in media and government, I think that who knows what's even true anymore, but we know that they were lying to us before. We don't yeah. really know what the truth is in Many areas, kind of like with the COVID vaccine, or where did the virus come from in the first place? And was it a pangolin? Was it? No, the monkeypox was from monkeys. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. <laughs> they haven't come out with a vaccine for that one yet. I don't. I think they're still pushing the old one.
0: Oh, you bet. Anyway, the story continues. While various experts, such as internationally esteemed American cardiologist Peter McCullough, have issued warnings about potential downsides of the vaccines, Palmer, who is an astronomy hobbyist and former realtor, wait a minute. Wasn't he supposed to be a biotech engineer?
1: No, he's a realtor.
0: No. <laughs> god it must be monday
1: well you know there's uh you, anyway you try, you, you, you try to find places to work and sometimes it just doesn't match up with your expertise i mean I guess. Wh- one day you're selling a vacation home and the next it's uh piles of vaccines or something
0: Anyway, Palmer, an astronomy hobbyist and former realtor, I don't know why the reporter put that in there. That's kind of dumb, claimed that those wary about the COVID-19 vaccines do not just suffer a profound lack of scientific and medical training, but are at the root of a great deal of vaccine recipients suffering. Palmer's paper claimed that various adverse effects that take place in and around the time of receiving the vaccine may result from the mental stress generated by concerns about those very vaccines.
1: You know, I, I could see that. I mean, especially, you know, you've got people that have, you know, certain syndromes <laughs> and and, you know, like white coat syndrome. And, and Me, it's needles,
0: okay? Right, I mean, needles. every year I got to go to the VA. I got to give a whole bunch of tubes of blood. I hate sitting there looking at the, I don't even look at the needle any, but needles, I think are, it's cool to watch it flow I'm just freaky in about there.
1: needles. You know, I think it's cool to watch it flow in there. I almost want to go donate blood just so I can see the <laughs> blood flow into the needle. Because the thing is, is if it's flowing in there, that means you didn't get blood clots from misinformation.
0: But you know what? Since I'm freaky about needles, I mean, I am so freaky about needles. I, I'm afraid that I might end up passing out one of these times. Okay. It's just that freaky about them. All well, right. Well, I'll
1: just make sure you're you know, sitting down.
0: And I'm a little t- freaky about spiders too, but whatever. Well,
1: I, I don't like I, I don't <laughs> like the spiders, not not you know the drawing blood thing. But I mean but the, the I don't like the, matter, the idea Tim. of injecting things into my body. I don't like a whole lot of that going on. Uh, <laughs> right, I was never but see, I was t- never an intravenous drug user and I would never right, cuz right. just putting drugs in your body is not a good idea. But Especially see I, I get so freaked out If You don't man. know what it is. But I,
0: I'm not so freaked out that, okay, I get the shot, I get the blood drawn and whatnot. Yeah, I'm not sitting there suffering from myocarditis. Well, th- <laughs> I'm not having a heart attack. Well, well I think what they're pointing
1: <laughs> to, and there might be some truth into it, even though we're, we're, we're pretty much making fun of it, obviously, because this whole thing we've been fed with disinformation and the people that have been feeding us the disinformation are the ones that are telling us don't believe everybody else because they're giving you disinformation. Yeah. When their information turns out to be false and they're saying, don't listen to those lies, listen to our lies. (laughs) So, you know, that, that, that is a lot of the problem here, but I do think that a lot of folks that went and got medical procedures, let's just put it that way. And maybe it's not just the vaccine people that get medical procedures because it's recommended for them and then have problems afterwards. Maybe those problems could be more pronounced because of, of
0: the mental stress, the that mental stress you put and, yourself and, under,
1: and anxiety. Yeah, I mean, well, if you look at the look, look at the whole transgender issue, and you know, you start the process, and now, then but, all but, the stress. Wait now, and, but
0: wait, I mean, let's not forget the shots were voluntary. You volunteered to walk up to the medical individual. You stuck your arm out there and got the shot. Now, I could see it if it was a forced vaccination, how much mental stress that it would put
1: you in. Well, the for- it is a forced and, vaccination. And, you know, a lot if, of if, people. If you got to get it or you don't get to go to work. You're getting kicked out of the military if you don't get it. That, well, doesn't, that okay. sounds like. Okay. Right, I could I buy some of that. If you're coerced to continue your lifestyle. If that's the coercion tactic, it's not voluntary. It's pretty much by force. Yeah, but guess
0: what? How many people in this room didn't get the shot?
1: Well, I can't count that high. (laughs) (laughs) There's just how many people... I I look around and I, I don't even believe the numbers that they tell me of people that actually got the vaccine because... I just keep running into people that, no, 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 didn't get it, didn't get it. And then you have people that say, well, I got the one but not the other. And then it just trails off into, okay, so who actually took all of these shots that we supposedly paid for that were hundreds of millions of them tranched out all over?
0: I don't know, man, but didn't we already report on some dude over in England that ended up taking like 60 of them shots?
1: Well, they, they were probably, was it a free candy bar or were they giving away weed? I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember. The whole, but, the whole thing is. Uh,
0: but, yeah, he went and got himself dosed, you know, at least 60-plus shots, and it's like, whoa, man.
1: Yeah, well, I don't anyway. have, I Don't have time for any more shots, so they're going to have to bark up another tree if they want to mandate anything else because we're too busy going back to work to pay for it. You bet.
0: All of that being said, Mike and Tim are out of here today. We'll be back at you in your face again tomorrow.
1: Bye-bye.